I, I was so excited about today. Like, all week, just watching my boys get ready to, to do their part of the sermon today, I was just like, this, this is great. This is what it's all about right here. Like, watching the next generation rise up and then looking at our kids rise up, knowing that when this is over, they're going to carry it on, and when we hand them the baton, they're going to run past us like, why were you going so slow? <laughs> That's what excites me, man. <laughs> when we started having kids, there was only one thing we wanted <laughs> once we had that first one. Like, all I want, God, is for my son or da- your daughter to serve you. That's it. <laughs> How many felt that when you had kids? That's all I want is for them to serve you. And so we're so thankful, God, that you heard our prayer and that you've given us sons and daughters that love you. It's the greatest reward any of us could have is that our children serve you. It is the greatest reward to watch them discover their intimate relationship with you. Anyway, yep, don't hand the old crying man the microphone before the kids come up. (laughs) And then just, like, I got to lead worship with my boys today. Like, dude, come on. All right. When I have a church of 5,000 people, I don't care. My sons love the Lord. Come on. Anyway, thank you for being here. This is going to be a great time. They are going to share the word the Lord's been preparing for them. I want to just do the quick announcements. I'm not going to scroll through them. I'm just going to go over them. Wednesday nights, house of prayer. We just invite you here on Wednesday nights at 630. We're building our house of prayer. It's a small start, but it's a start. He told them not to despise the day of small beginnings, and so we're not going to. So Wednesday nights, we're here to pray at 630 to 730, and we invite you to join us. We're reading the book of James, so just read through that this month. If you're interested, we've already um, registered some, but if you're interested in being trained to do sozo ministry, which is inner healing ministry, this is Hank and Ashley sitting here on the front row. If they just wave their hands. There are youth pastors, but they also are helping head up some of the transformation stuff we're moving into. So sozo training is coming up. It's uh, the, 20, the 24th uh, of this month, uh, 24th and 25th. It's a, so it is a Friday and a Saturday. If you can't make it to that, that's fine. We're sending a team that's going to be trained. And then we'll come back and we'll host a training for anyone here that's like, I want to do that. So Sozo Ministry is just inner healing. It's, it's connecting people to God, to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's not counseling. It's not, you know, counseling and coaching. It's literally connecting them to God. So that's coming up. And then that, that last Sunday of this month, so two Sundays from now, we have our Vision Sunday um, where we're just going to go over where we're going, where we're at. There's a lot going on, and I want to catch everyone up. Amen? All right. We're going to give our offerings real quickly, too, if you would just prepare that. Um, A lot of you do give online, so awesome. Well done. Um, Giving online, you can give in person, too. I just want to bless your homes. I want to bless your finances. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just hold your phone or your wallet, your purse, something that represents you giving an offering and uh, your tithe to the Lord. So Lord, we bring this to you. We bring our finances. We bring our family wealth to you. You're the one who's our provider, and you give us the ability to earn wealth. That's what your word says. And so, God, we thank you for that ability, and we thank you for the ability to steward wealth. For those of us that have had one talent or two talents or five, we want to steward it well and double it. 
We want to take what you've given us and bring honor to your kingdom. God, I ask that you would bless those here that have been concerned about the economy and about the recession that, that our whole world has kind of entered into or slid into. I ask that you would ease their concerns and let them know you've got them, that you are Jehovah Jireh. You have not lost your name. You haven't lost your ability. And so we bless you that you're, you're the one who provides and protects our families. And so, God, I just ask that you would bless everyone here. Um, bless us as we obey you. You said you would open the windows of heaven and pour out on us blessings that we cannot contain. And we say amen to that right now. Amen. So you can pass the bucket if you, if you have your offering in person. And um, I get to, to do something that's just a really great privilege of mine. And, uh, ah, sorry. I get to introduce my oldest son. Um, Josiah, would you come on up, buddy? This is Josiah. Come on up here. I love you, man. I go over. I go over. He's taller than me now, so I have to take the under part of the hug. It's a really shock to my system. Uh, anyway, um, I'm just proud of you. I'm glad you love the Lord. And he's a man. He's a man now. He's 18 years old. He's not just becoming a man. He's, he's a man. And I honor the call of God on his life. And I won't get to introduce the other guys, but I want to say the same thing. Nate. You're becoming a great man of God, dude, and I respect you, and I honor you, and I love seeing your personality show up. I love it when you bring it into a room, and you let what's inside of you out. It changes the atmosphere, and we want you to know we value you. You're very important. Amen? Daniel, I value you, Daniel. Man, you look, I like your hair, dude. It looks really sharp. You look good. Daniel, you got a special call in your life, and I know you know this, and it, uh, I think the Lord's going to give you a grace to where that calling is in a weight that it doesn't feel like a job or a weight on you that's going to feel light and easy. So I just release that over you. You're going to start running really fast soon, really fast. Matthias, I honor you, buddy. I love you, man. Oh, God, sorry. Yeah, come on. <laughs> You're a good boy, man. You had a great heart. We've been praying over you, the shepherd heart over you. I honor that. I love, I love your enthusiasm. You're always happy. You're always enthusiastic. You're excited about stuff, and I pray you never lose the wonder that's inside of you for God. Like that childlike wonder you have for him is beautiful, and I love you, son, and I'm proud of you. Josiah, you're fire of God, dude. Fire of God, fire in your heart. I love you, and I honor you. I honor you for who you are. I respect you, and I'm proud to hear you preach today. Love you, buddy. Hey, everybody. Oh, okay. I'm very ill-prepared for this, so I'm just going to talk, and hopefully you can follow along. I'll, I'll slow myself down. I'm going to have to work really hard on that. I, I don't know. But, um, so, yeah, I've, I don't know. Whenever they told us that we were going to do this, it was very intimidating, and I'm going to step down because I'm blind. Um, very intimidating, and it was scary, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty solid at speaking in front of people, but the idea of doing what we're doing is pretty intimidating, and so immediately I was overwhelmed about it, and I had trouble, you know, finding something that I wanted to talk about, or what, that I felt the Lord wanted me to talk about in front of you guys today, and, um, and I'm still in that same position right now, uh, very difficult decision, uh, I just couldn't, I had a few things that were on my heart, and I just felt like none of them were the right thing to talk about, and then last night, um, after getting off of work and driving home, I was realizing that a lot of the same troubles um, go on through our youth, like our generation. So like 
you know, the younger kids, like, hanging out with people my age at work, I'm starting to see it more, and I bet you guys can attest to this a lot more that y'all are in public school, that a lot of uh, anxiety and stress and depression is over our generation. And I've heard, you know, older people talk about it uh, from a different perspective, and I've always kind of looked at it as, um, I don't know how to explain a little bit of, um, not a great explanation of actually what's going on, a bit of, um, I don't know, a nerf version of what it would actually be. And so I wanted to kind of express how I was feeling about this and, um, and just seeing that a lot of it has been talked about, like technology has been a big part of it. And I agree that, you know, the devil can get to you through technology. I feel like it's just an amplification of what's already been going on. And, um, and I don't think it's the source of the problem, but it is a huge factor in it. I think a lot of it, uh, just realizing yesterday from a few people I'm really close with that I really care about, um, they have all of it stems from family issues and so you know mom's gone you know stepdad's horrible like all these horrible things and i just started to realize a lot of it i mean comes from the family and it was really uh, upsetting because you see that all these people are trying to do the right thing but they have nobody telling them what the right thing is and so they're you know all they have a whole you know, spectrum of what they're trying to do is right or what they think is right, but they have nobody guiding them, and it's really you know upsetting because I feel like if somebody were just to have the right guide or somebody in their life that really care about them and that could just show them the way that they should live their life you know, for the Lord, um, a lot of them would be a lot happier. And you can see you know times where uh, people realize that and then they go back to their old ways because it's easy in a short term, and you know short-term success matters to them versus possibly waiting for the long-term success of, you know, just being happy. And so um, a lot of the anxiety and depression that I see in my generation, and even for myself, uh, is it's definitely coming from a fact of, like, not wanting to mess up so bad that you mess up, which is very weird. I feel like if somebody were to be able to just, thanks, you know, for my family, I, I'm able to sit in a position where I can go and talk to a ton of people even here, um, not just my parents, about any of these issues, and I appreciate you guys for that. I've grown up with you know, most of these people here all around me all the time, and so I've gone really close to a lot of them, and I know my family is really close with them, and so it's helped me out a lot. But um, even some of those people's parents just aren't there, and so I wish that they would just have one person, one father figure, one, you know, just one mother, just somebody that was caring for them that could show them how they messed up and how not to do that and just even just the love that they deserve and uh, I just found it really uh, upsetting because you can sit there and see these things and uh, try to shelter yourself from them as a Christian I grew up wanting to stay away from trouble and seeing these other people as trouble I stayed away from a lot of people and uh, I've always had very few friends always kind of just stayed and done my own thing and um, I'm realizing now it's a lot it's it's very easy when you are finding yourself and you're firm in your beliefs and uh, you found your passion to be able to love people that don't share the same connection as you do because you you know you have that you know you have that rock your, your foundation and so you don't have to worry about wavering um, and, and losing that while trying to care about somebody else and so recently I've been finding that very helpful and I'm very grateful for that that I'm able to be in that position now um, and, and be able to love others and kind of, you know, grow friendships and relationships. But I feel like um, that should be said a lot more 
because growing up I stayed away and I felt like oh these are this is trouble stay away from the people with trouble when they really need you know people like us and these Christians that know what the right thing is to care for them and to be able to show them the love they deserve if they're not getting that from other people in their family so um, I was just wanting to speak uh, into I don't know, I, I guess just into uh, spreading that love towards the youth because a lot of them really are trying to do the right thing. They just don't know what it is. And so that beats them down even more. So I just wanted to um, just speak on caring for our youth and our next generation because I feel like it will only get worse for the next and the next and the next with how everything is going. And so unless we as Christians and as followers of Christ do something about that or even just reach out to others and show the compassion that he showed them, um, then it could really help change a lot of things for a lot of people and bring a lot of people closer to Jesus. And so um, I don't know how much more time I have, but I want to pray over you guys. Sweet. I want to pray over you guys before and, and just that we can, <laughs> so that we can get to, um, into our youth and help spread the love of the Lord. So Jesus, thank you today. I pray that you can just show yourself. Just takes one little thing for you to give faith to many people. I know you say you just need the faith of a mustard seed to do anything. And so I feel like if you could just show the love um, that you've shown us to bring us here today to those people that are lost and wavering and scared, um, I feel like if you just do that, one little thing can knock them over and just bring them into your love. And I just pray that you do that and that spreads because I see that like with you do that with one person and that one person spreads and then that next person spreads and it just becomes a giant butterfly effect. And I just can't, I just can't wait for to see that with people I care about. And I pray that you just show them the love that you've shown us and that you can help us uh, with confidence and um, with strength to show that love to other people without being afraid of that wavering our faith in you, but also strengthening our faith in you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Amen. All right. Sweet. Thanks. It's all over the place. Thank you. All right. Now I'm going to send Nate up here. Thank you, guys. Hello everyone, and today I want to talk about faith and prayer and why we need to believe in exactly what we say and when we pray. So when, when we pray, we, we want to ask God for a lot of things. Well, well we want to ask God for things and we want to ask God to help people and help, help ourselves and we really love God for that. And so when we pray, we need to really believe that what we're saying will happen, and we need to have faith in why we're doing it. So there's some verses that I think really support this attitude when we're praying. Um, what is it? In Job 20, chapter 22, verse 26. Surely then you will find delight in the Almighty and, and will lift up your face to God. You will pray to him and you will hear you and you will fulfill your vows. So they believe that they want you to believe exactly what God, what you ask for God, that it will happen directly. In Jonah 2.7, When my life was ebbing away, I remember the Lord, and the prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. 
So she, she had faith that immediately whatever was happening in her life right then and there, that God would heal that and fix it up immediately. I don't, I don't know what else to speak about. And God, I thank you today for everyone here and everyone that wants to pray to you and that we will pray to you and pray and believe in what we pray for and have an excellent attitude towards when we pray for you. I thank you, God, for everyone here that is listening right now to me speak. Good morning. Today I'm going to have a couple of scriptures I'm going to read from. Um, so at the start, I'll talk, I'll talk about John 13, 34. Um, it says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. We must always remember to love each other just as much as God loves us, which is unconditionally. Um, I'll also talk about 1 Corinthians 13, 4. It says, Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during di difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Um, it's very important. Amen. And also 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love endures with patience and serenity, Love is kind and thoughtful and is not just jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. And a little bit, I wrote down a little bit about relationships and how you can strengthen your relationships. Um, number one, you can humble yourself and pray. You can read and study your Bible. Number three, you can join a group, like a revival group. There's a lot of groups out there for you. Um, number four is do for, other, do for others. Um, number five is seek out your spiritual gifts. Each and every one of us has spiritual gifts. Yeah. I feel it's our job to find it because God has placed them in each of us individually and specifically for each other of us. Um, and now I'm going to read a little bit of what I wrote down about um, not grieving God and a healthy relationship. You see, I believe we need to stay close to God, and we need to make sure that we don't grieve him, for he is the creator. We need to evaluate our relationship with God, and we need to make sure that we don't go only go for him for when we have problems. Yeah, come on. We need to have a healthy relationship with him and talk to him daily about our lives, yeah. because God loves it when we come to him and talk to him. Amen. I'm going to read a little bit about our abilities um, I believe it's our job to bring what we hear in the church and our abilities given to us by God and bring it outside the church because if we don't, it's almost worthless for we're only keeping it for ourselves. 
We must help the people who are in need. Just going to a person in the street and saying to them, God loves you. That is more valuable than you can ever imagine. We are warriors and we need to make sure that the devil does not condemn us. Then I'm gonna talk a little bit about not judging people. See, lastly, we have to stop flat out judging the younger, younger generation who are unfaithful. Yes, they are turning themselves away from God, but it is not our place to judge them. It will be hard for them to love God if every time we see them, we judge. We are not to judge the unfaithful, for let God be the judgment. For we were, ju- for we were once just as unfaithful as they were. So the key talking points that I wrote down for today were um, the scriptures, John 13, 34, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, and 1 Corinthians 13, 7. And then I talked a little bit about relationships, how you can strengthen your relationships with God. And then I talked about not grieving God and how you can get better, healthy relationships with God. I talked a little bit about our abilities given to us by God, how we need to use them outside the church. And then I also talked about not judging the younger generation because it's going to be very hard for them to learn and love God if every time we see them, we just judge. Um, Also, yeah, it's very hard for them. Um, um, I'll pray. Um, Jesus, we thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to talk to these people and tell them about my life, Lord. Pray that you may help them with their relationships with you, God, and that they won't grieve you, Lord, and have healthy relationships with you. Um, Also, I pray that you may help our abilities that you gave to us and that we may find them. And I pray also that we may not judge the younger generation, Lord, um, and that we may have patience and accept them because I understand, like me, I always had God in my life. Um, So it was... I, I knew God and knew about him, but also think about how the other people, how they didn't have God. They don't have God at all. They don't know anything about God. Some don't even know God is real. Um, it's almost impossible to come, come to God by themselves. So it's God usually showing them their path to God. Um, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Um, first of all, I'd like to precursor with the fact that if you see me shaking, it's not nervousness, it's the Lord flowing through me. So, <laughs> so um, up, to this, up to this day where we're doing this, I've been, I've been trying to, like, for the past few weeks, I've been trying to think of what exactly it is I'm going to say, what, what's, like, what, what it is I'm going to do. And... It was, it was kind of like I would have like my dad and my mom trying to like, I can help you if you need, but it's like, it's not going to feel real if it's not for me. So I was just, I, I was, I, I was kind of stressed though, because like yesterday I had my ACT and I was prepping for that throughout like the whole last month. So having this also, I was just super stressed and I like did not know what to say. And there was a bunch of things that were coming to me that like I could like think to say, but they just didn't feel right. Didn't feel like it was be from God or like the right thing that I would had to say. 
So I was just one day sitting in my room, and I was just like actually so stressed, like I don't know what I'm gonna say for this. And I just heard clear as day, he told me, he said, be still and know that I am God. It's the first part of Psalm 4610 for you. And it was a thing where I was like, oh, okay, like now now he's he's told me like, oh, well, he, he has something for me, I'm, I'm so ready for this. And I was like actually so pumped, just like, I don't know, I was just waiting, like, yeah, I'm going to get something soon. It's going to be it's going to be so good. And a few days pass, and I'm just like, where is it? Like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm waiting for this word, and it's not really coming to me. I'm kind of a bit worried now. <clears throat> and it took me a moment to sit back and look at it from a broader perspective. And I saw that his plan, or how do I say this? It took me being patient to know that his word for me was patience. So yeah, I'm going to be talking to you about patience this morning. Um, yeah, patience, or at least the, the, Ox the Oxford language's definition of patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate, del tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Now, how many of us think we're really, really good, patient people? Raise your hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, 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 a, it's, a hard thing, it's a hard thing to do. There's definitely situations where it's like, you know, you should be patient, but it's just super difficult. Like for me, for example, I'm, once again, I'm going to bring up this barber. Um, <laughs> As I was sitting there, he cuts my hair off. It took me a lot of patience to not flip out. It was a lot of but yeah, um, however, patience in the Bible is defined a little bit different, and it says that patience implies suffering, enduring, or waiting as a determination of will and not simply under necessity. Yeah. Now, as I've said, patience is a, a really hard thing for a lot of people to do. It's really, you know, it's, it's a really difficult fruit of the Spirit to enact. And this can even be shown in the Bible. For example, whenever um, Abraham and Sarah were having trouble with their, or Sarah's infertility, and they, w God told them, I, I have a child for you, and like, you, you will be blessed. But they did not know if that would come, and they ended up having, um, I forget her name, but someone like, be, have his child for him. And it's even seen with the prodigal son when he's, not very patient and waiting for his inheritance, and it, we, we all know what happened to him. He just kind of, not, not the best situation, didn't, didn't pan out for him the best. Panned out at the end, but yeah. <laughs> but it is very possible to have patience, and it's just very, it's very possible for it to be done in this day and age. And it can even be seen in the Bible with um, King David, how as a very, very young child, he was anointed by Samuel to be king of Israel. By the way, Samuel, that's another story of patience with Hannah and patience to have Samuel. But yeah, King David had to be super patient, waited a long time until he was about 30 years old. And then he was finally the king of Israel over Saul. And he reigned for a long time, I think it was like 40 years or something like that. He reigned for a long time during Israel's golden age. And yeah, it's just his patience led to his fruitfulness in the future. 
And yeah, it's just, there's, there's even a lot of like personal examples I have. Like I'll have some friends that will be like needing to do something or we have a, um, I don't know, we have something we need to do and they're always trying to rush and they're like, no, we need to get this done and this done and this done. And I was just, they're like, step back for a second. Like be, be, be patient and no, just, there's, there's, um, I don't know how to explain it other than that like patience is a virtue that we need to enact. So the main thing I'm trying to say here is I think everyone here can attest to the fact that I think everybody in this world, not only in this world, but like in this church and just everywhere, we need, we need to have more patience. We have to know that God is there for us and that he, like, he has a plan for us. He, like, he knows what is going to happen. He's already seen yeah. 365 days in the future. He knows exactly how everything's going to pan out. And we just have to be patient and know that he has a plan for us and know that he is there for us. And, yeah, just he's, he's, he's just there for us. So I'm just going to go ahead and end in prayer. So, Father God, we thank you. We glorify you. Thank you for everything you're doing this day, Lord. We thank you for this youth today that we've been able to have. We thank you for the virtue of patience, God, and we just thank you for everything that we do. We know that there's fruits of the Spirit, such as love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, generosity, faithfulness, self-control, but I think we need to do a, a pretty good job of thinking about patience and being patient and knowing that you're there for us. Father God, we thank you. We glorify you, and we rejoice in this day that the Lord has made. In Jesus' name, we pray. I think we have Miss Ashley coming up. To Good job. Wow, that was incredible. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. I mean, we're so incredibly blessed by you. I don't think you'll probably know until you're grown up how much, how incredible it is to hear young people with their passion and zeal and even the wisdom, I mean, of youth, to be quite honest. So thank you all for your hard work for getting up here, being courageous, and um, just sharing what is on your heart. Um, we, we just um, really appreciate that. So the young people um, have set up prayer stations around the back of the church. There's four of them, and this is the way that they wanted to um, end and have ministry time. So on, uh, for each, each one has instructions. Um, there's a prophetic act and a prayer part to go along with it. And so we just want to invite you for these last 15 minutes or so to just um, slowly um, take time at each one of these prayer stations, interact with the Lord, um, and, uh, and just, uh, um, you know, really engage with him, um, thinking about and, and dwelling on and pondering what they've just spoken. And so um, we'll just keep this as a, as a quiet space. We'll have some music playing and you can, there's no order. You can go to each one. Again, there's instructions. There's a little, a little something that you're supposed to do with them. We just um, pray that you will be blessed as you encounter the Lord on your own these last few minutes at these prayer stations. Love you guys. Thank you.